Hello, everybody. You're very welcome to the Open Training College podcast series. In today's podcast, for the Bachelor of Arts in Professional Social Care Disability Year 3 students, Derek Bryan and Brendan Collins are discussing active inclusion. Hi everyone, can you all hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Derek. Okay, folks, I think you can hear me. Apologies for the, the delay. We, do we blame rural broadband or do we blame, blame, blame Zoom or blame no one? Brendan uh, and myself are going to um, look after this webinar this evening for this module. I'll just keep uh, continue to admit people um, as they arrive and we, we can go from there. Welcome, everyone. So obviously, this is the active inclusion work webinar for the active inclusion workshop. I assume most of you are doing this um, as, as part of a, a number of modules, as part of a bigger, a bigger course. Last one. Last one. Um, <laughs> saving the best till last. This is a really, really good module, and um, it, it, I suppose it's one of the ones I'm drawn to. It's the only one I have a hand in on the social care course. It's it's a big module. It's a good module. There's lots. It's all encompassing. It talks about the kings and queens, the service users, the people we support, it talks about their families, it talks about the staff, it talks about the community, the community partners. It's big, it's all-encompassing, mm-hmm. and it, it, it needs to be to, to achieve active inclusion. And Can I just add something there? Please do, uh, Brendan. Just to build on that, please. Apart from it being your final module, as you know, um, the module is also known as a capstone module. Okay, so that that means that there's an expectation that it literally holds the, the the course together, if that makes sense. So it's literally a capstone. So it means that there's the expectation is that you bring in other learning. That there's clear evidence of that. But I think you'd be quite familiar with that approach at this stage now in your studies. But just be aware of that. So while you you may not be directly asked, you know, to maybe make reference to whatever, but wherever you see opportunities to write about whether it's something to do with psychology or social policy or whatever, make that reference. Is is that okay? Because that's that's just uh, as I say, there's that expectation yeah. uh, being a capstone module. Okay, uh, so thanks, Derek. Yeah, excellent point, Brendan. Um, definitely, I, I would agree with that and echo those those sentiments. Um, and and building on Brendan's Brendan's very valid point, it does revisit previous stuff like person-centered planning. Um, and it does drill down into the, the concept of, of community. Um, and then, it, I suppose, it, try, it tries to build on, on those, those notions um, in terms of, again, if I just un- unpack it quickly, you're looking at inclusion, active inclusion, um, the notion of community, personal outcome measures is visited, social capital, person-centered planning is revisited, um, how to do a community profile, community analysis, and then your role, the integral role that you hold in this process. And the, and then if you look then at, um, if you're looking at the PowerPoint or, or, and or the units, you'll see um, the work of Spicker and where he looks at kind of, trying to put some shape on, on, on community. And he talks about kind of four main divisions of geographical setting, social network, or then the notion of a common culture or the notion of a common interest. Now, if, I, if, you just, if I just focus on two of them because of the, the, the pandemic, if you think of your own situation in recent weeks and months where Geographically, we were confined to two kilometres. I, I suspect no one fitted their community within those two kilometres. We all reached to technology, phones like never before. We had Granny frantically downloading Zoom so she could join a family quiz night. So we used 
technology to fill the void um you know to really strengthen who's in our social network where we could where we were reduced um to two kilometers so our community geographically was was shrunk and, and we we used more technology to uh, rebuild our, our community and reconnect now so again those two notions of we we now know more than ever um that our community our own individual community your community my community that it does not fit in two kilometers it does not fit in five kilometers it does not fit nicely in 20 kilometers our own individual community is more of a social network with family living in different parts of the world etc so i think the times we live in have demonstrated that like like never before um that really our communities are much bigger than just our geographical setting um that, that it, that's too limited um because of advances in technology and travel um our, our one's community is is much bigger than their immediate physical geographical location um and to just move that on a little bit then in terms of the people we support who are service users of health and social care services indeed no different to ourselves as users of services of course being physically present in a community is not the same as being actively included okay so whether it's myself in Rathcool or Brendan in Wexford or Evelyn there in a tie um or family members we have in in, in Australia um there's you know let's be clear just because we are in those geographical locations um and just because we are physically present in those communities these those geographical locations it does not mean we are in any way included we can be um just very much silent players in in those communities and i'm not in any way included so again that's showing the limitations of taking a geographical perspective on inclusion um being physically present does not guarantee uh inclusion nor does and i haven't worked with evelyn before and we weren't we neither of us were fans of this but certainly filling a person's day with activity running the legs off a service user <laughs> is not is not inclusion that's box ticking um, none of us are in 10 clubs or, or societies or community groups or um, and, I, and then so th this module will look at community membership, real community membership and how we can support a person to achieve community membership. Again, the community membership that they want, it will be their own social network of people and places. Um, and as someone pointed out at one of these workshops last year, um, you know, with the growing, the growing trend of, um, I suppose, the vegan movement, if it can be called that, you know, one's community can can include animals, nature, um, you know, the sky's the limit. It's really, really, we have our own, we have our own social network, we have our own community. Um, and then looking at community membership and community participation as rights. I was talking to a person, a, a friend today, getting her child with autism into school and, you know, um, her child has a right to education and a right to participate in education in, in this land. Um, and that, that's, that's the only way to look at it because that's the right way to look at it, pardon the pun. But as we know, community membership and community participation um it's not a, it's not a, it's not automatic and it's not an easy ride for for all the people we support and the families we support so again this module will drill down into the notion of rights and then our role as supporting those rights that's where we target our support uh, and that's how we can frame this as a rights a right to community membership and community participation and again just that simple example of a school place for a child with a disability and how we would help people to get that school place 
and indeed we would send staff special needs assistance etc to, to provide support and again you're given a child a role there as a student and a pupil um and just to finish up then before i stop talking um you know you you will be look revisiting purse um person centered planning um you will without laboring the point be working with the person's definition of community and who and what exactly they want in it and what they don't want in it you'll be revisiting personal outcome measures maybe for the first time some of you in terms of people using environments people living in environments um people interacting in those environments with others and uh, participating and myself having worked in the urban metropolis of Tala for years and, and now finding myself working down the country um it's it, it's you know in some ways having Tala is a fantastic playground um for want of a better word it's one of the best platforms on the planet to 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 try and um in my experience to to get meaningful roles for a person with a disability because that community there's nothing it doesn't have when you scratch behind the surface and they're so welcoming um in some ways tala and its communities made my work easy and pleasurable and a joy and then having moving to work in a service down the country was like okay how's this going to work now there's not going to be the same transport links there's not going to be it tala the square shopping center tala hospital and um, the shamrock rover stadium all the places that I tapped and supported individuals with intellectual disabilities to access, uh, be it to work in, to volunteer in, to study in, to attend a sports game in. But then I've seen, I, I've uncovered uh, gems down the country, um, tidy towns, mm -hmm. um, supporting a, an adult with an intellectual disability to join tidy towns. Wow, suddenly you've got a person with a disability um, you're giving them a role. They are a volunteer. It's a meaningful role. They are working with unpaid supports. They are working alongside other role, other volunteers. They have an equal role, they have an equal footing. They're getting known the length and breadth of the towns. Um, so, and then of course, the social farming has been opened up to me as well. So um, it's fantastic for me to experience the urban active inclusion and the, the country, the countryside active inclusion and to see that each of them has their strengths and each of them can do it um, fantastically, uh, albeit it might look a bit different but the fundamentals are there. Um, and then I suppose to, to finish up, you will be helping that person to form an image of, of what they want to be and maybe it will be um, an image of them in tidy towns um, but move beyond the images don't waste time producing um, nice symbolic visual pictorial plans um, you know we need we, we need to achieve the goods as well and the positive impact on the person um, and that's something I'll be looking for in services that you know okay I, I, I see the pictures and the posters but what positive impact have you made in the past three months the two takeaways I want you to take are the notion of a community profile and the network profile. So what's in the community and what's in the person's network already, because you'll find gems, hidden gems in the person's network. Um, but the two absolute nuggets for me, um, and, and I, would, I would reckon for yourselves as well, in this module and it's indeed unique to this module and it's the first time i've seen it and it's badly needed is the site identification evaluation criteria so the site identification evaluation criteria and um, sorry to pick on evelyn again but this is the tool that will get you to measure if you find if you if you if you find two art classes in the community, um, in partnership with an, someone we're supporting to, to, to achieve active inclusion, the site identification evaluation criteria is a way to audit those two art classes to find out right which one 
is the gold here, which one, or which one is the silver and which is the bronze. Um, so the site identification evaluation criteria is something you should extract from this module, print it, post it, upload it, give it to everyone and anyone who listen and say, look, this is how uh, you, this will help you not just find something in a community, because it's easy enough to find stuff, our communities are rich, but this will help you evaluate it. And then the final piece is the community presence questionnaire. And that is incredible document because that will get you to ask the questions, the real, the, 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 the real questions, the questions that need to be asked. You can do it three months on, six months on, nine months on, you can repeat it 12 months later. This will get, this will, this is something you can apply to the art class and it will enable you to assess has the person's community presence improved has their active inclusion improved or are they just attending an art class and in the corner no interaction with anyone they're not even doing the art anymore so that's brilliant because that can stop us just ticking a box and, and being out at sea and fooling everyone into thinking we are achieving community presence and improving community presence. Those two, the site identification evaluation criteria and the community presence questionnaire. They are the hidden gems and the unique selling points of this module. And on that, I'm going to pipe down because that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of takeaways in this module. It was easy for me to pick out the highlights because they're useful. They stayed with me. They're, they're, they're useful, they're user-friendly, they're staff-friendly, and they will help you with wherever you're working with under the area of active inclusion. <laughs> Don't go away, Derek. Um, just to say, just to pick up, please, on um, uh, Derek's point about the, uh, the, the tools, you know, the site identification form and that, in the module, you'll see they're designed to present in a particular way, okay? Please don't feel obliged to uh, work to that model, okay? The most important thing is the information that you're gathering. So if you want to present that information in a different way, if you want to present it visually or whatever, that's absolutely fine. But please don't feel that you have to fit it into that particular template. Does that make sense? Because really all that is, um, it's just presented in that way, just for convenience sake for the module. So it's flexible. Uh, the other thing, please, if um, you want to add anything to your information, uh, the, Derek was making reference to the, you know, the site identification. If there's something else that you can think of, um, or you feel there's something missing, add it in. Okay, but we'd ask you not to take anything away, <laughs> all right? Um, but certainly if you feel that there's additional element that uh, you could include, you know, that might be specific to your organisation or whatever, work away on that, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not, none of this is purist in the terms of the different models and the different approaches. The most important thing, as Derek is saying, is about supporting the people that we provide a service to to be actively engaged in community and to be included um, but just putting them there doesn't mean that that's going to happen so we know that the um uh, the other thing please um that is important okay uh, previously what's happened when people are studying this module is that you would work directly with a person that you support and you'd work you know in partnership with the person and you would have done that in quite a number of your modules uh, you know throughout your studies so you're well familiar with it but when we were looking at this uh, just in recent times in the social care team uh, there was a concern that because of the situation that people have found themselves in uh, people who evade of services either not receiving a service or being at home or whatever Likewise, the limitations that were in place and are still are, um, it's really only beginning to change now. We felt that uh, it would be probably uh, incorrect indeed to work with somebody in this way on this occasion. So we thought a lot about it. So what, we've, uh, what we're asking people to do 
and you, you, you've probably seen this in the uh, assignment guidelines at any rate, is that you're going to present your work more as a case study as opposed to um, uh, recounting the work that you did with a, with a person, okay? So what you have to do, please, or your, your requirement is to identify a person that you have worked with or that you're working with and that you're very familiar with, okay? And again, I would suggest that that may be somebody that you've previously worked with um, through your studies, okay? But you don't have to. It's just, you know, that's a, just a, a suggestion. And don't worry, please, um, about... And there's no expectation that you have to know everything about their lives, okay? But just that you have some you know, some insights into, um, you know, the type of person they are, maybe some of the things that they like, that they don't like, you know, that you can, you can then, you can create a profile uh, from the outset concerning the person. It, it, does that make sense to everyone? So I suppose the most important thing, please, from the beginning is to very clearly paint a, a, a clear picture of your focus person. So that uh, whoever's reading it um, will be very, you know, have a very strong sense of the person and, and indeed the presence within your work. So that's the, I suppose that's your first key task. Um, and then you, you know, you, you follow the, the processes in, involved in uh, developing this, um, uh, this, you know, this image of the person, uh, what their view of community might be. If you haven't discussed community with them, don't worry about that, please. Um, that, again, from your knowledge of the person, you know, you may know very much so, like how they engage with community or not, as the case may be. The other thing, please, is you don't have to identify a person who, um, you know, is already in community, um, or what's often happened, as we know, in services in the past, is that those people with, I suppose, who may have, um, uh, dare I say it, more, more ability than maybe other people, have had the opportunities first. So they may be the people going out and support employment or whatever. So in terms of this has got nothing to do with ability, okay? It's about supporting a person, irrespective of their ability or disability. So even though you may be working with somebody, say for instance, who may have some quite significant disabilities um, and it may pose a challenge for them to be in community for whatever reason, that's okay. Because we have to work with all the people that we work with that we provide a service to. So even if the process may be a very slow one, it may take a lot of time, uh, then that's okay. That's that's how it's going to work. Is that okay? So please don't feel that this has to be successful. <laughs> okay, it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, a, a successful story. Um, so if if there are challenges, well then that's where the learning is, and that you may say in order to support people, uh, you know, maybe with significant uh, needs, then. These are the kind of supports we need to put in place to do this right. So if you're learning from the process, highlights that, um, then that's, uh, that, that's, that's so important, really. So it's not simply about getting the assignment done. Uh, it's about what you take from the assignment and what you bring to it as well in terms of your learning. Are there any questions at this stage? Or Yeah, Brendan, can I ask? Yeah, uh, just uh, two things. Um, the first thing is, uh, I know you had said there to work with my knowledge of the person. Yep. Um, my focus person, um, I would still have quite a bit of contact with him. Oh, great. Um, he's a visual impairment. Um, yes. So I, I had already spoken to my tutor, and she did say I should talk to you about this as well this evening. Yep. These questions in Activity 1, now I have to just preface this by saying that he knows I'm doing this. Okay. Um, and is really excited and wants to be involved. Okay. Um, great. So these are these like the, you know what do you believe the term community means to the person? Um, 
can I put these to him? Now, you know? that's a, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, and again, it's going to be a case-by-case -case basis or yeah. a person-by-person -person basis. So, yes, my answer is yes. Yeah. But if for other people, if that's sure. not possible, because yeah. we, I suppose our main concern around this Evelyn was that we didn't want to, I suppose, upset people. So yeah. if you may sit down with somebody and say, hey, I want to help the community, and they're not able to move outside yeah. of their own home, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, this, and, you know, so we, we had to be very careful about this. Yeah. But Evelyn, yeah. in your own case, where, you know, you're working away, this is happening, great. Yeah, yeah I mean, we have a lot of contact. The second part of my question, was um, the reason why I picked this person as my focus person is um, he, he, he's like a poster child for independence, um, but there's zero inclusion. There's no inclusion. Um, like he's a very mobile, independent guy. See him down to town and all that kind of stuff. Lives alone. Um, but when you dig in, um, there's no, he's, there's, he's not included in his community. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's why I thought it would be interesting to work with him for this role. This Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I, I think what, what I'm kind of struggling as I'm writing is <laughs> I'm writing, you know, he looks really like included, you know, well, no, not included, but it's just that it, it, he's so independent, you know, but what I'm trying to, I'm trying to refine it back all the time to try and yeah. tease out that lack of inclusion. Um, you know, like something that, uh, you know, from my own practice and from studies and something that, you know, myself and Derek used to talk about all the time was, will he, would he be missed if, if he didn't turn up tomorrow? Yeah. You know, um, and so I'm kind of, I won't say I'm struggling with that, but I'm just wondering, am I... Am I, am I overthinking this? No. Nope. Like, right. Okay. No. And it's very interesting that you use the um, Judith Snow oh, yeah. reference. And in a way, I think that's where I begin. Okay. Um, in terms of, so you can say, here's the, uh, let's say, we call him John, just for I can say. So John, you know, you can paint the picture and say, okay. Look, he is doing this, he's living in community, he's quite independent, etc. But the question has to be asked, you know, uh, quoting Judith Snow, and away we go. Okay, and that good. really, and I, I'd say this, like, you know, by all means, like, while, again, it comes back and it's in the module. Mm. You know, we can talk about, it's really the difference between being integrated and being included. Okay. So... It would seem that John is very much integrated, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's included. Mm. And it's what Derek was saying earlier about, you know, we can always show up and, you know, what you were saying about, you know, when you were working together, how you detested, you know, having where people were forced out into, you know, activities day in, day out, instead of simply letting people be. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, you know, we can we can be superficial about this, Evelyn, yeah. in terms of, oh, look at what we're doing here. Um, it was like, it was, it was just when you were, when Derek was mentioning it, um, I was reminded of a group I worked with in another organisation. Um, I was doing, it was with frontline staff. This was a few years ago, and it was all based around sort of HICWA stuff. But the staff that was resident, they were people working residential, and they were saying they'd been given the instructions to be um, out and about in community as much as possible. So that when Hickwell arrived, uh, they'd see, oh my God, they're out in community. And they were saying that they were forcing people out. But all they wanted to do was, was uh, sit at home and watch a bit of television or whatever. Yeah. But they wouldn't have been out of day service all day long. And they, like me, they simply wanted to do nothing, you know, which are, people should be allowed to do in their own homes. Yeah. But there was this policy about ensuring that, you know, people were uh, out and about. And there were members of senior management going to visit the, the services, you know, the residential services to ensure this was happening. And so in that case, what should happen is that the houses should be sold and people should live in camper vans, you know, like it was a ridiculous situation. <laughs> so in the same way, um, this is, 
you know, it's, it's the equivalent almost in terms of yeah. what exactly is there depth to these yeah. activities and these relationships. That's really the key. Yeah. And again, as Derek was saying, you know, it, it's 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 the it's the, you know how how safe are these activities? As in, not safe as in safeguarding safe, but safe as in are they real? Uh, and as you correctly say, uh, pose the question: Will the, Will John be missed if he doesn't show up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's about, it's about the is there value in this activity for? That's that precisely person? it. Yeah. And again, when you think of the words that you're using in terms of the value, think of John O'Brien's five valued experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a very quick measurement in terms of is this happening? Okay. Yeah. So on the face of it, yes, I'm doing all these things. But if you were to measure it, and once again, that's what personal outcome measures does. It measures the depth okay. and the the value, indeed, as you correctly say, Evelyn. Um, of these these relationships, these encounters, these activities. So in the same way that, um, you know, uh, for anybody who's uh, undertaking this work, the activity, uh, you know, we could get a a whole menu of activities that would mean nothing to a person, you know, that they're just, just not happening. While one good, you know, something that they can really look forward to uh, is probably Five far, far better. Sorry? Mighty towns, Brendan. <laughs> there you go. Um, but whatever men's it is. Shed, men's shed. <laughs> yeah, uh, men's shed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, whatever it is. But but then another person, they may want bits and pieces of things, you yeah. know, like they want yeah. to literally that menu to be able to say, oh yeah, Monday I do this, Tuesday I do this, and that's great. Mm. So again, that comes um, back to the start of your your work in terms of pulling this in context in ten, so we get a sense of the person that you're talking about because if you've created this picture of the person and we're going oh yeah right but then you bring us on a totally different journey that you know if we just said this person loves you know doing quiet things and all the rest and you have them building, sitting, sitting in building sites or you know football <laughs> matches you know they kind of go well hold on a minute what's going on here does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Well. That's yeah. all. Uh, does anybody else have any other questions? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, hi, Randall. Um, my name's Ryan here. Ryan, um, yeah, sorry. I know we were talking about uh, this is going to be more like a case study because of all of our certain situations. Sure. Could we mention potentially that because of COVID and because of what we've gone through, that like a lot of people aren't going to go back to their day services? I know people in my in service I work in, I work in residential. Yes. They're probably not doing a whole lot less at home what they're doing now than they were doing in there. Okay. And we're probably like identifying now that they probably will stay at home on a full time basis. This might be a good module now to kinda assess where we go from there. Yeah. So could I could I actually base my my assignment on that then or should I still stick with like pre COVID? Oh no no no! This is we're, 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 this is where we are now, Ryan. Okay. So um, if it, now if people have already gone down the road so far with their work, you know, then that's fine. But certainly, while you described it, that would be spot on. And I would see again the relevance of um, you really applying your work in a very real way. And I think that's that's. Just to be commanded, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Hey, Brendan, thanks, Brendan. Oh, not at all, Ryan. Best of luck with it. Does yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. Thanks, um, Derek. Definitely, yeah. Apply, apply it to to the present and and all all what's happening. Um, you know, inside your organisation and and externally. Um, most definitely, that sounds really interesting. Um, Really, really interesting, and um, I think the module will, will will prove very useful. And um, yeah, so absolutely, go for it, apply it, apply it to, to your current experience, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Okay, Ryan. Thank you. Does anybody else have any? Yeah, um, I'm Syracuse Dimaco. Yeah. Yeah. My question is uh, just on the activity uh, six. You know, um, 
just similar to what Evelyn said, um, the person I'm using is a mild intellectual disability. He's already in the community, but uh, I cannot say I cannot say that uh, he's uh, included. Like sure. in terms of job, job uh, uh, only in job, I would say it's not included. But other thing, other aspects, I think he does most of the thing by himself and um, with the support of uh, just small support from the staffs. Um, but the, the activity six now is just telling us about reinforcing the change. Yeah. And the change didn't actually happen. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the. Um, this is where we, again, it's not that you're going to be writing fiction or anything like that, okay. but you anticipate what that might look like. Okay. Again, based, and I know this can be challenging yeah. in terms of, uh, just to say, if I may, that even if um, we didn't have the COVID situation and that people were able to work directly with somebody and they were supporting somebody, there's no guarantee that by the time they get to this point, that they will have progressed that far. Like it would depend on the person, okay? Yeah. So in many cases, people have to anticipate uh, what, how they imagine this uh, uh, turning out. So in the same way for activity six, indeed for most a lot of the ex, uh, activities, it's in anticipation of um, how you see this um, taking place. So okay. if this taken place and if the person has had the supports in place, okay. what might that look like? Okay. And that's acknowledged that you you know you you can't look into a crystal ball, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, your the person your tutor the, who's assessing us will will understand that, okay? okay? So just do I suppose when I say do the best that you can. It's I know we'll do that anyway, but anticipate as much as possible. Okay. But we we acknowledge that you know that's not like until you do it, until you see it, then you you don't know. But um, that's part of the challenge for this. Is that okay? Thank you very much. Oh. I, I think if I can add in there as well, I think for yourself and Evelyn, I think the the community presence questionnaire um, that tool in the module in the units will be of assistance because that'll help. Um, you know yourself and Evelyn and the kind of examples that you've been given in your questions, that will help you to assess um, the, 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 the level of community presence that the person has. Um, and then I suppose another point then, just to go back to Ryan's question, um, you know, I, in terms of people maybe not returning to, day, to the, their traditional day service as they knew it, there's a large cohort of people who um, we we should be supporting them from the from the from from their front door. Um, so that's you know there's a real opportunity here to to um, particularly where buildings have been disabling the work. There's an opportunity here to 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 get more inclusion. Um, and then again, just another point um, in terms of the notion of community and, and working with our focus person around community. Um, I'm probably working in this sector the best part of 20 years, and I've never heard an adult with an intellectual disability use the word community. I, you know, it's by knowing the person and by knowing what community means ourselves, and I'll tell you what it means, it means people and it means connections. Um, when you strip it back from the man, multiple definitions that are out there, it boils down to people, connections and trust. You will know who is in that person's community and you'll know what community means to them and you'll know what they want more of and what they want less of but you may go through this process for the rest of your days supporting those individuals without them ever using the word community because as i say anyone have supported in the community or with a view to getting them out into a community or in the spirit of active inclusion to this day none of them have ever used that terminology and that's not a slight at the people with disabilities I've supported it's just something to share um, that 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 terminology um, has never been used in my to date uh, with the people I've supported. Yeah. I have different words for it. Thank you. Okay.
Is there anyone else um, who would like to ask a question or even share some thoughts? I'm conscious that we are gone past eight o'clock, but I'm also conscious we started late. So um, we can field a few more questions before we wrap that up. Does that sound, are you in agreement with that? Can I ask one question? Yeah, right. Um, I know that Evelyn and, and we're talking about um, someone who's very active in the community, independent, kind of your idea candidate. What about someone who maybe doesn't, isn't your, probably your, your standard, you know, you know, he needs support in the community, could probably maybe get there in a couple of years. He's only new to our service in the last three or four years. So he's kind of yeah. only getting his bearings and his community is probably, well, his community is in a different county, to be honest with you, if you want to talk about where he grew up and stuff. So I'm kind of early starting from a fresh, like, yeah, and that's absolutely um, fine, right? Um, in terms of, you know, whoever people are working with, that's who they're working with, okay? Yeah. There's no one-size-fits-all here. So wherever the starting point is and whatever the person's circumstances are, that's what they are. And so that's, I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, that with some people, you may move quite quickly with this process, um, and with other people, like the person that you're talking about, Ryan, it may take that much longer. And that's that's the reality. Um, but again, you know, uh, creating that picture from the from the outset um, of your work, so that uh, whoever's reading it will will fully appreciate that. Is that okay? Yeah. Would that be in my introduction? I mentioned that, or is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're putting it in context in terms of your, um, uh, you can either go into the introduction or in the, the first section, you know, where you might introduce the person, uh, just as a, an overview. Okay. Thank you. So. Something to consider, Ryan, as well, could be um, to do some research with the person around their community of origin. Um, where is the place? What's it called? Why is it called? What is called? A little bit of history about... Um, particularly if it sounds like they're not living in the community of origin anymore. Um, and then when you when you uncover the goods in that person's community of origin, maybe then a natural way to proceed would be to see what can be re replicated in his new geographical community. Um, you know, if said person was in a, a club, a group, a society in one county and now they're living in a different county. But again, I would say take the best of both the community of origin and um the new community the person um finds himself in and, and if technology can help people um, stay connected to their community of origin as well so really i suppose use it as an opportunity to um to build more inclusion um for the, for this person um, and i know you weren't suggesting suggesting an either or scenario where it's the community they were living in versus where they are now um Try and move forward with a bit of both. The best, the best of both communities. You wouldn't let it for the person I'm using. We would. We're kind of very like we don't. It's a very kind of backstory is quite kind of. It's a bit messy to be honest with you. And from like you know, adopted as a child and kind of went through the foster system and stuff like that. So the past probably is like if we ever were to go back into where he was like let's say raised. He's no interest in being there. Uh, doesn't really want to visit any biological family. Right. He kind of just wants. He's happy enough where he is and with the people he's been supported. Now, at the same time, the staff are probably his best support, and he loves the staff that he has. So I'm kind of like, I'm nearly stuck with, not stuck with, but I'm kind of gonna have to just go with. Maybe since he moved into the service, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds alright. Yeah. Sounds good, yeah, as uh, start, uh, a starting point, sounds good. And the other thing, just to remember that, and I know uh, Jerry alluded to this, that community for some people might be one big thing, <laughs> if that makes sense, while for other people it may mean a whole lot of smaller things. So they may, 
you know, participate in one part of the physical community, the geographical community, doing one activity, the tidy towns, as Derek was saying. Uh, they may do something else. They may, you know, be part of a sporting team or whatever, or a club somewhere else. So they're pockets of smaller communities, okay? So again, it, there's, it's going to be different for different people. So, um, but if you're talking about somebody just more or less starting off on this on this journey, that main that tapestry may not be as rich at just at this point in time. That's not a reflection on the person or their lives or their life, I should say, or on the service. It's it's the reality. Okay. So uh, once again, please just don't. This isn't about success. This is about support. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. Uh, any other questions? I just have one other question. Sorry, just on um, the medium that this is to be presented. Um, yeah. Again, I just uh, it, like it needs to be understood by my focus person, um, and he's usually paired and doesn't use braille. So um, I was kind of considering maybe doing some kind of a recording or okay, something. Okay. Um, would that would that work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he'd he'd understand. Sure. He'd understand um, it. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't see why not, Evelyn. And um, I think we may need to just explore it with. Um, I'm just thinking about things like you know, turn it in and stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Well, what I'm thinking I might do is um, I could transcribe it. Um. For the for the word count, you know, for my assignment, um, and then maybe have it as a recording separately. Sounds you, good. You, you know, um, yeah, so no, yeah. Yeah. Just, I suppose, I'd be just from a practical point of view, just not to give yourself too much work, you know. So, um, but no, that would be great. Evelyn, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, pretty much so. And again, you're just linking with your tutor, you know, for sure, yeah. a load more. And just on that, please, um, if there are any additional questions after this or further on down the road that you want to ask either Derek or myself, you can just email us, please. Um, okay, so feel free to do that anytime. Just can I just give a little tip to people as well? Um, particularly in the smaller towns um a lot of towns have um access groups um and it could be just two people from the community uh, i know there is one here in Athai. um you know we're talking about tidy towns and we're talking about all these community groups yeah but if you can find an access group they're always um, crying out for membership and uh the people that we support are the is the membership that they're looking for and um, if you're looking to have a politician, if you're looking to front the politicians, it'll be all over access groups, you know, because they they, they, they get hauled in, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, I have two, I, I had two service users actively involved in a local access group here in Athai, and they wouldn't have ever really been, you know, uh, they would never really have had a voice um, until they joined this access group and it became like we used to meet once a month in the local library for for an hour uh i'd say about 10 minutes of actual work was done and the rest of it was just belonging being there being part of you know um so it's it's just it's if someone is looking for ideas it's great definitely thank you yeah um all of those kind of uh a piece of information are really helpful indeed and any kind of activity like that is great yeah, and yeah. i know in kildare i don't know about the other counties but kildare county council they put a lot of weight behind all the access groups they put a lot of money into them as well that's very encouraging we need to be careful of where we're saying we're, we're working obviously is that kind of sale oh yeah yeah that's you know and again county yeah. boards then and stuff if we're meant to be so just be conscious, yeah, that you may you may have to change the names of places, you know. And again, that's just to keep an eye on that, Ryan. Um, but uh, you know, you can check that as you go along, you know. But um, 
yeah, just be conscious of that, of course. That that goes without saying. But again, you're at this stage of your studies, you're you're well accustomed to that. You're all experts at it. Um, it's your, your organization's name is the main, the main, the main identifier that you need to maintain the confidentiality with. Um, and the further out then you move from your own or workplace. Um, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't require the same yeah. the same level of, of, of care. Um, but you know, so so long as you, so I mean, yeah, so long as you um, don't reveal the name of your your, your workplace, mm-hmm. uh, you you you're, you're safe. But but can we reflect the like their slogan, um, their motto, like um. Uh, community inclusion, all those stuff that the organization bears. I mean, their slogan, the branding, the logo. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah. That would be an identifier really? of your organization. Um, so I would find a way to, you know, extract the essence of it, the, the part you want to include, the part you want to share, and, mm. and you know. Yeah. Manipulated, so it's okay. Yeah, it's it's you know you're saying what you're saying, but you're not breaking. You're not revealing the exact okay. organisation. Oh, uh, okay, that's fine. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, folks. Um, thanks very much. Um, thank you. Thank you. I don't see any Thanks here. everyone. Uh, hands up. Thanks, thanks. Okay, that's enough of us. Yeah. Sure. Sure. The excellent work. Yeah. As your final piece. <laughs> as as my kids say, like, subscribe, and uh, hit the comment button. Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Um, okay, okay, yeah, no, thank you. Stay safe.